Have you ever heard the saying, show me your calendar and I'll show you your priorities? Show me your calendar and show me your spending habits and I'll show you your priorities? My younger self thought that things like schedules were tools of conformity and repression. You know, those are these are things for bankers and for the military, certainly not for creators, right? The older and I'll say wiser people in my life who kept telling me to use a calendar, I felt like just wanted to keep my creativity contained. You know, my Angelou didn't have to worry about her schedule, I thought, because she was an artiste. She just waited for inspiration to strike and then wrote a brilliant poem on the spot, didn't she? I literally thought that. <laughs> but the reality is that's not how it goes. My Angelou always made time for her work and she established that time, a framework, and she protected it. In fact, as related by Mason Curry in Daily Rituals, his book on the working habits of great artists, turns out that Maya Angelou made a practice of booking a hotel room to work in every day, arriving before 7 a.m. and staying till well after lunch. Now, you know, on reflection, right, this makes sense. Of course it makes sense. A poet knows better than anyone else the importance of timing and, and of structure, right? And Maya Angelou is an example. She never left her creative output to chance, not in her poems and not in the structure of her day. Now, I've learned through surviving a career's worth of deadlines that a schedule is one of a creator's greatest allies. It is, if not the most, it is a super effective way to safeguard the time that you can devote to creative work, protecting those precious minutes from all of life's other demands. It's also an insanely powerful tool for ensuring that you invest the necessary time in rest and recovery in sharpening your skill set and and also in building community. You know, if you've ever wondered how the most seasoned pros in any discipline, if you've ever wondered how they manage to juggle all these functions, the answer is through a schedule, it's through a calendar. Now, to be fair, this this doesn't mean that you have to stick to a 9 to 5 schedule with 30 minutes for lunch, right? What it does mean is that you'll be happier and more creatively fulfilled if you set up a schedule, I'll say any schedule in a way that serves your needs. And then as much as humanly possible, sticking to that schedule. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Don't beat yourself up over this, but doing something in this regard instead of nothing, being pretty good will get you so much further over time than, and than you can ever imagine. Now, again, go back to the opening of this show where I shared with you that I did not believe this. And the reality is over looking at my own experiences and the experiences of hundreds of other people that I've had on the show that are the world's best. I've known this to be true. I've come to know it intimately. And whether it's writing first thing in the morning or playing music for a couple of hours after dinner or going for a photo walk during your lunch break, keeping some sort of consistency to a creative schedule of some kind, this, I guarantee you, it will deepen and expand your output. The more you schedule your work time instead of waiting for inspiration to strike, the better. That's not to say that you should ignore those times where inspiration does strike. I absolutely encourage you, if possible, to drop everything and dive in. Just don't ignore the schedule part of it, which is, to be fair, the largest temptation that I see from people who struggle. Now, all this being said, it's no secret that you can't optimize art, right? This is not about that. This is about becoming more intentional about the way you work, about creating space, not only to work, but to play. 
to think, to dream. In order to create your best stuff, you have to put your creative needs ahead of so many other things that often feel urgent in the moment, but aren't actually all that important. You've heard me go on and on about the uh, Eisenhower matrix, right? These not urgent, but important tasks. This is why we have a schedule. This can be hard. It can feel selfish at times, but you know what? Good for you. You should create for yourself first. It's time to retire this tired idea that your creative practice is a nice to have, right? The best companies in the world have issued that idea and now recognize that creativity equals innovation. Innovation is their competitive advantage. Uh, this isn't just fun, healing, and restorative. This is critical to your success and well-being. When you're creating regularly, you become a better lover, a better spouse, partner, parent, employee, friend. You just become better. And in the end, doing your work isn't a selfish act at all. What you're really doing is, by extension, doing favors to everyone around you. If you show up as your best self, I promise no one will deny that however you did that, do more of it. It just turns out that prioritizing your creativity, not as a nice to have, but as a must to have, is key. Now, using a calendar to create time for your various activities, it does so many things. It helps to improve the balance you strike between your creativity and life's other demands. It's about building a new creative practice and developing the one you have into the one you've always wanted. And this activity is developing the schedule, developing your creative practice will turbocharge, I promise, your output and fulfill you in ways you can't even imagine. But I'm also here to tell you that this will not be a walk in the park. Prepare yourself for a modestly bumpy road. Now, you may just fly through this. It may be way harder than you think. Because along the way, you're going to have to say no to old ways of operating, to old habits that don't serve you, to old actions and activities and self-talk. But you have to do this work in order to say yes to what matters. And this, it, it will likely be painful. And you may curse me. You may say my name under your breath with your teeth gritted a few times. But I want you to think of it a little bit like a new exercise routine, right? The first workout spent doing unfamiliar, challenging movements, these can lead to you feeling sore and retired. And the reality is though, if you stick to that schedule, you play through the aches and the pains as well as you can in order to create a routine and a rhythm. This is the way to find your groove. All right, let's just say you, you're taking me at my word. You get it. I want to give you a couple quick tips. One, Tony Schwartz helped usher in the strategy of the concept strategic renewal. I love this method to organizing my time. The idea is that you have moments of intense focus mixed with short breaks that can rejuvenate you physically and mentally throughout the day. Give that a shot. I apply my calendar in 90-minute blocks as a minimum for any activity. I use 90-minute blocks, 90 minutes of creating, writing, developing ideas, etc., followed by breaks. The first 90-minute block of my day is my morning routine. Yes, I carve out 90. I will get up unreasonably early to be able to have 90 minutes to do the things that I know put me in the right head and heart space to be my best self. This is a thing that I go to serious lengths to protect. And to be fair, sometimes it requires modification, but I would say I am unreasonable, in fact, about keeping this intact. 
Another quick tip, the next 90-minute block following my morning routine, I prioritize the most important things that I need to get done in that day. By knocking these things out first, this helps the rest of my day feel like I accomplished the things that I needed. And at the end of the day, it actually helps me sleep easier because I know that I got a thing, a priority accomplished. Now, here's another tip. I actually use lunch as a walking session as often as possible. I will eat my food in a short amount of time and then move my body. This idea of walking or a walking meeting on the phone with someone I need to be on or in person if possible, it puts me in a lighter mood, in a lighter headspace and heart space before the next block of work. Now, we always want to find ourselves pulled into our work rather than pushed by some outside force, right? That continuous pushing, that's part of what leads to burnout. The absence of any pull towards our work is a sign potentially that you might be pursuing the wrong things. So me telling you to stick to a schedule does not mean push, 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 push until it's done because I do want you to understand and to reflect. Are you doing the right things? Is the pursuit, is your passion, is your interest? Are you honest with yourself about that? Is this something you truly want or is that a fabrication of some thing that culture wants from you? In any event, I want you to understand that even in pursuing the things that you love, that rigor and discipline are necessary. Setting aside time and space and keeping clear of distractions and interruptions, these little gems, the space is the thing that's required to create momentum. And assuming you do this, assuming you follow this advice, the experience that I've personally gained and have learned from so many others that I respect, admire, and appreciate, Slowly but surely, your brain will begin to fill the time that you are setting aside with ideas and the energy to work on them. To take a line from my book, Creative Calling, if you're listening to your call, the hints that are available to you by using your intuition, that is what it means to be on the path. And in following your path, that pull will certainly return. Yeah. And hey, as I wrap up this episode, I do want to take a second and say thank you for texting me. And if you're not sure what I mean, then you're missing out, right? Because I have the ability to text with you at 206-309-5177. There's a text community that I have. I send out regular updates and things that I'm thinking about. Not too often, but more, I think, interesting to you is that I respond with my own thumbs to as many as I can. I'm, there's there's a lot of work. I put in some time every single day for this, but I just wanted to say thank you for your messages. It is in part how we develop the themes for the show and areas of interest that I'm, you know, interested in pursuing value back to the community around. So thank you so much for those of you who are in that community. And if you're not, it's pretty easy to join. Again, 1206-309-5177. The first text you get back from that service is automated. And then it's actually my two thumbs, these thumbs here on the keyboard back at you. So thanks again for being in the community and very, very excited to be uh, interacting with you and look forward to more.